Welcome to Hoosier Ag This Week. For the next 30 minutes or so, we'll be discussing Indiana's most important industry, agriculture. I'm Eric Pfeiffer from Hoosier Ag Today. Andy Eubank, C.J. Miller, Elise Koning, and Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin will all join me on today's show to bring you the latest Indiana farm forecast, an update on last week's grain markets, and the top news in Indiana and U.S. agriculture. We'll hear from the Purdue Extension Farm Stress team later on in the program to discuss farm stress around the holidays. We'll also hear from a relatively new fertilizer company who's trying to reshape the future of fertilizer. We begin, though, with the big farm show coming to Westfield's Grand Park Tuesday through Thursday this coming week. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo opens Tuesday morning with free breakfast beginning at 8.30 from the Indiana Corn Marketing Council and Indiana Soybean Alliance. AgriFinancial is one of the title sponsors of this year's show, and they've got plenty to talk about at their booth this week. When we're talking with farmers at the show, I imagine that rates are going to be a pretty hot topic. That seems to be what uh, we get a lot of questions about right now is where are those interest rates? That's AgriFinancial Regional Sales Officer Courtney Bonjean who will be on hand at next week's expo. While farmers have seen rates at a much higher price, it still is hard to go from that uh, 3-4% range up to the 6% to 8% range. So I would imagine we'll have several discussions regarding interest Bonjean says they pride themselves on really getting to know their agricultural customers to know exactly where they're coming from. She adds that AgriFinancial is committed to making sure you're structured appropriately in your financing needs. We can do leases on equipment, both new and used. We can do uh, financing on grain bins. We also do just loans on purchases of land as well as um, a line of credit, which is our ag equity product. At this year's Expo, AgriFinancial will have a booth co-located with Morton Buildings to highlight their partnership. They have a great product, one that we're happy to help promote alongside with Morton. And so farmers are looking to add additional storage. And with that, we can help them with a tax lease. We also have some loan options that would be available for their building. In addition to that, we can help them with uh, commercial projects. It's not just um, farm buildings that we finance. We can do commercial buildings. So for those folks that may attend the show that are not farmers but are looking to visit with Morton about maybe a commercial space, that is something that we are really excited to be able to help with as well. Again, the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo opens Tuesday morning, 8.30 if you want to come for breakfast. The first 150 will get that free breakfast. And then the doors open to the show at 9 a.m. And as you can imagine, the focus of the show is on that farm equipment, but also technology. And that's why an Indiana-based ag tech company is helping kick off the show on the free seminar stage. C.J. Miller has the details. Our main focus is on full season monitoring that really monitors every square inch of an enrolled field for the grower throughout the year. And that's Doug Hoberty with Intellinair, which has its headquarters in Indianapolis. Intellinair will lead off the Expo's seminar schedule at 10 a.m. Tuesday, December 13th. What you're going to see on Tuesday is a short demonstration of Intellinair's newest tool, Ag MRI, which is a software platform that enables growers to monitor their fields, get insights into what's going on 
gone good, bad, and stay in front of any issues that may be arising and help them manage their fields to their highest potential. Doug says IntelliNair uses several different methods to get you the information you need to make timely decisions to maximize your yields come harvest time. Primarily in Indiana, we collect from fixed-wing aircraft that take images of fields. We also use high-resolution satellite imagery. And in some cases in 2023, we're going to use drone technology as well as an optional feature for those farmers who want to take advantage of the ultra-high resolution that a drone will provide so we can get highly accurate stand counts across their fields. Intellinair will also be a part of the Indiana Ag Career Fair, the Expo, Thursday, December 15th. Once again, check out Intellinair's Ag MRI software demonstration coming up this Tuesday, December 13th, starting at 10 a.m. And it's during the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment at Grand Park in Westfield. Well, when it comes to recruiting high school students to attend Purdue University for their College of Agriculture, one of their best recruiters happens to be one of their own students. We are one of the best ag schools, not just in the country, but in the world. And that's Courtney Rodkey, a senior at Purdue, majoring in agricultural economics. Why did Courtney choose Purdue? My family farms just about 30 minutes outside of Lafayette. I grew up in Rossville, Indiana, so I always knew I wanted to do something with agriculture. I wasn't sure what, and I remember taking Purdue for granted when I was in high school. I didn't realize that it was the number four ag school in the country. I didn't realize the amount of opportunities and the connections I would make the involvement from the advisors and faculty and how much they want to support their students is really kind of the turning point for me when I was a senior. It's like, oh, I don't know why I wouldn't go to Purdue. It's in my backyard, but it's one of the best schools that I could attend. Courtney says that high school students who are interested in Purdue are often surprised just how much the College of Agriculture has to offer. We have 31 different majors just in our college alone that range from botany and plant pathology all the way to agricultural business and animal sciences. There's so many niche markets that students can get involved in just in our one college. As a Purdue student, Courtney has interned at both CoAlliance and AgriLiant Genetics. Now she already has a full-time job lined up for her when she gets her degree in May. I've actually accepted an offer with Corteva AgriScience into their sales training program, which is the associate territory manager position. So I'm really excited to get started on that in June after graduation. So what advice does Courtney have for those who are thinking about Purdue College of Agriculture? Come on a tour, come talk to us, and if it's not the best for you, you know, we'll help you find something that you might like better. For more information, visit ag.purdue.edu. I'm CJ Miller. All right, CJ, thanks. We've got more farm news on the way and more of a preview of what's coming up at this week's Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo in Westfield. But right now, let's turn our attention to the markets and welcome in Andy Eubank. Thanks, Eric. It was a USDA supply and demand update in the middle of trade on Friday. We turned out mixed. Only corn futures went higher through much of the trading day and by the close, but both corn and soy futures were very close to flat on the day. Numbers on the way. First market analysis. Brian Basting joined me for that late in trade Friday. Brian with Advanced Trading. Brian, we can easily look at post-report markets, compare that to what was happening pre-report. Not much change. Would that suggest not a whole lot of excitement coming from USDA and their monthly update? 
That's a pretty good summary, Andy. We're looking at a market that uh, did see a reduction in the U.S. corn exports compared to last month. Uh, USDA did reduce the U.S. corn export forecast by 75 million bushels. Uh, that takes the carryout up a like amount, Andy, to 1.257 billion bushels. was 1182 last month. USDA did note, though, importantly, that the export forecast for Ukraine for corn exports was increased by 2 million tons compared to last month. So that renewal of the export corridor through March, and again, that's a highly fluid situation, as your listeners know, but assuming that that does remain intact, that Ukraine is going to be a very strong competitor. Brian Basting, economist at Advanced Trading, call 309-664-2314. Friday settlements up just a bit in corn, and that was it for the grains and oil seeds. And March corn was up just a penny and a half, 644, a penny higher on the May contract, 645 and a quarter. January beans settled down down two and a half cents, 14.83 and three quarters. March contract, 14.88 and a quarter, two cents lower. And double digit losses in the wheat market. Chicago March wheat, 7.34 and a quarter, 12 cents lower. Over in livestock, it was mixed. February live cattle, 155.55, up a dollar 62. 70 cents lower. February lean hogs, 84 even. There's the market update. I'm Andy Eubank. This is Who's Your Ag This Week. Everyone wants energy independence, reliability, and security. Most Hoosiers see solar as a homegrown energy source that is clean, reliable, and affordable. Solar energy strengthens our communities by providing millions of dollars for local needs, while farmers and landowners receive stable, long-term benefits. Our path to energy independence is through renewable energy. Learn more at HoosiersForRenewables.com. Come and see the future at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield, Indiana. See the equipment and inputs you will need in 2023 and the technology you will farm with in 2033. Free admission, free parking, free seminars, and on December 14, free breakfast. The Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo, December 13 through 15, Grand Park Event Center, Westfield. Details at indianafarmexpo.com. Relatively dry weekend shaping up over the Hoosier State. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin with Hoosier Ag Today's Indiana Farm Forecasts Weekend Edition. As we take a look at the setup here, we're not too shabby for your Saturday and Sunday. High pressure being analyzed over parts of Ontario, and that should spread its influence down over all of Indiana, all of Ohio, and a good chunk of Michigan. So I'm looking for a mix of clouds and sunshine for Saturday and Sunday. We are cool, but not cold. As a matter of fact, you can make the argument that temperatures are mild and even a bit above normal down over southern parts of Indiana the farther you go through this weekend. Next week, we're starting dry Monday and Tuesday now. Monday with a temperature profile similar to what we are seeing for the weekend. Tuesday, significant warming coming on very strong south flow. That is running ahead of what's going to be a significant storm complex in the Great Plains early next week. That storm system throws its cold front towards us overnight Tuesday night through Wednesday with most of the rain coming Wednesday itself. I'm looking right now at a quarter to probably one inch of rain and then cold air blasts in. The thing is, right about the time the cold air gets here, 
we're looking at a fairly significant dry slot taking control. So right now I'm staying all rain in precipitation type for next week on Wednesday with that quarter to one inch total. Then we dry down and chill out dramatically for Thursday and Friday. In that cold air mass, though, we're still seeing a wraparound backside moisture coming around that low that's slowly exiting the Great Lakes region. I think that low eventually gets cut off. So with that, I don't look for a significant amount of precipitation, but light snow and flurries may pop up off and on Thursday afternoon, Friday, even into early Saturday. All of it happening, though, without any significant accumulation. The only difference from that lake effect snow areas you may see a little bit of lake effect snow kick up particularly saturday into next to sunday but this cold air mass is impressive it dives all the way down to the gulf coast and then we see a reinforcing shot of cold air coming in for late weekend and early next week now reiterating that cold air surge all the way down into central southern louisiana and the florida panhandle so yeah we're fixing to change things up here over the u.s with a dramatic push of cold It'll probably not be well received, but, you know, it is that time of year. We're talking the week of the 19th there, so that week of Christmas, we're seeing cold air finally arrive. You ask whether we have any prospects of a white Christmas, too early to tell right now, but cold air is the first piece that you need to have in order to have some snow, so we'll keep an eye on that. That's the way your forecast is stacking up. Have a great rest of your weekend. I'm Chief Meteorologist Ryan Martin. For generations, Indiana farmers have grown crops to supply our country. Now, a new crop is on the horizon, solar power. A huge majority of Hoosiers support the right of farmers to use their land as they please. And all across Indiana, more than 120 renewable energy projects are sprouting. Solar energy also helps us stay energy independent, generating electrons right here on Hoosier soil. Learn more at HoosiersForRenewables.com. Have you ever considered a career in agriculture? There are dozens of agribusinesses that have opportunities to work in this exciting field. These are high-paying positions with on-the-job training and advancement. On December 15th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at Grand Park in Westfield, Indiana, these companies will be on hand for the Indiana Ag Career Fair. Come talk with these organizations. Then walk the show floor of the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo and experience the world of agribusiness. December 15th at Grand Park in Westfield, more details at indianafarmexpo.com. Thank you for joining us today for Hoosier Ag This Week. I'm Eric Pfeiffer from Hoosier Ag Today with the top news from this past week in Indiana and U.S. agriculture. When it comes to farms across the United States, the overwhelming majority are still family-owned. That's according to a new report from USDA. C.J. Miller has the story. 98% of U.S. farms are family-owned and operated, and they accounted for over 80% of total value of production. And that's Noah Miller, research agricultural economist with the USDA's Economic Research Service. Of these family farms, small family farms were the largest group, accounting for 89% of all farms and operating 45% of all agricultural land. The report also says many smaller farms are feeling some financial strain. The share of farms with a low-risk operating profit margin, OPM, varied by farm size in 2021. 54% of large family farms had low-risk OPMs, while on average only 18% of small-scale farms fell in this category. This indicates that smaller farms are at higher risk of financial stress. Despite that financial stress, farm incomes are still strong. Farm households in general are neither low income nor low wealth. 
the median total income of all U.S. family farm households was over $20,000 greater than the median income of all U.S. households in 2021, with median total household income for all family farms increasing by over $10,000 from the previous year. The report also says row crop farmers continue to take advantage of the federal crop insurance program. We found that in 2021, 14% of all farms participated in federal crop insurance. But for row crop farms, this figure was much higher at 62%. Indemnities from federal crop insurance were roughly proportional to harvested cropland. Mid-sized and large-scale family farms together had 66% of all harvested cropland acres and received 84% of the indemnities. However, that same report says small family farms only generated 18% of the total value of production for 2021. I'm C.J. Miller. Making fertilizer that delivers plant nutrition more efficiently and is more sustainable for today and tomorrow. That's the mission of Anuvia Plant Nutrients. Anuvia Chief Commercial Officer Hugh McGillivray tells us about their novel dry fertilizer. It's bio-based. We call it Simtrix. We're taking different organic feedstocks. Think of things like food waste, manures, organics coming from wastewater treatment plant. We're taking that, we're repurposing it, breaking it down to amino acids and peptides, and then we're adding inorganic nutrients to that. They're binding and we create a complex bio-based nutrient product that is more efficient than conventional nutrition. McGillivray says 3 million acres of use in over 500 trials show Simtrex is yielding more bushels on the farm. We've had it in the market since 2017. We've seen a very consistent yield improvement versus conventional nutrition. We're seeing a 5% yield increase very consistently. We see about a three to 10 times return on investment for the grower. Now they're adding a microbial technology that will allow growers to reduce the amount of phosphate used on an annual basis. That product is called Simtrex XP. If you think about a corn grower that puts on 60 pounds of phosphate, if they put Simtrex XP on into their fertilizer program, that will allow them to draw down their phosphate use down to 50 and get the same outcome or better than what they did if they had put 60 pounds of phosphate on. If you're interested in higher yield, healthier soils, and a smaller environmental footprint, McGillivray says it's pretty easy. It doesn't require a change of practice. It really doesn't require new equipment. It gets handled in conventional ways. It's very much like a, a normal dry fertilizer. But only better, according to McGillivray. You can learn more at AnuviaPlantNutrients.com. We are getting amped up for this week's Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo. Free parking, free admission. Come by and see us, Westfield's Grand Park. And Elise Koning is here now, and she reports on an organization called Women for the Land that provides education and resources to women landowners and farmers. They'll be providing a free seminar next week at the Expo. Women have a really large role in land management, and the number of women in agriculture is increasing every year. Brianne Lowe is the Indiana State Biologist for the USDA's Natural Resources Conservation Service. She also serves as facilitator and training coordinator for Women for the Land. Women for the Land is a statewide initiative that uses a networking method to, in informal settings to really connect local women landowners to each other and to resource professionals and organizations. During 
events hosted by local soil and water conservation districts, women who farm or own land are connected with resource professionals for discussions on conservation, soil health, and other land-related topics. A large portion of women landowners are over the age of 65, and I don't have the exact statistics, but we know that more than half of all land is either owned or co-owned by women now. And so because women are taking a more active role in that land management, they have a lot of questions and they have a lot of desire to understand what various decisions mean for their land. Lowe and her colleagues are bringing the discussion to the seminar stage at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo. We're going to talk about the values that many of our women participants in these programs have or the questions they've had for their land and why these have been so important in driving the topics for these learning circles and other women-led events. I would suspect that many of the attendees at the Farm Expo have women in their lives that are involved at the farm on some level. Maybe they're going to be passing it on to someone in their family or have someone in their family that wants to get some more information. They'll be presenting December 15th at 11 a.m. I'm Elise Koning. All right, Elise, thank you very much. We've already told you about Intellinair. They're really kicking off our free seminar schedule on Tuesday at 10 a.m. We'll also be talking drones, robots, and precision farming right after that with Chad Colby with Colby Ag Tech and This Week in Agribusiness. On Wednesday, our market outlook, weather outlook, tech outlook, that's all coming Wednesday to the free seminar stage. And then on Thursday, just ahead of that Land Ownership Issues for Women seminar, we'll be doing a live Purdue Crop Chat podcast. I'll be on stage with Purdue Corn and Soybean guys, Sean Castile and Dan Quinn. We certainly hope you'll join us Grand Park in Westfield Tuesday through Thursday. More info at indianafarmexpo.com. I'm Eric Pfeiffer. This is Hoosier Ag This Week from Hoosier Ag Today. Here's your holiday reminder that it's just about time to put out the milk and cookies for my big night. Ho, ho, ho! That's right. Just take a picture of the milk and cookies that you leave out for Santa and post it to Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter with the hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Use all your social media and be sure you tag at INDairy along with hashtag SantaDrinksMilk. Now let's see those pics with hashtag Santa drinks milk. Ho, ho, ho! Solar energy now provides electricity at costs lower than traditional energy sources, like coal. Hoosiers know that renewable energy has a positive impact on local communities because it creates good jobs and provides tax revenue for public projects like schools, roads, community centers, and high-speed internet to rural Indiana. Solar energy can mean a huge win for our communities. Learn more at HoosiersForRenewables.com. Welcome back to Hoosier Ag This Week. I'm C.J. Miller with Hoosier Ag Today. Well, throughout the holidays, it can be difficult to celebrate if you've recently lost a loved one. That's why the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team is available to help you if you're coping with grief this Christmas season. I recently had the chance to catch up with a Purdue Extension educator and coordinator with the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team, who has recently experienced that loss and grief during the holidays firsthand. He's probably just happy watching over me and seeing that I'm doing what I love. And that's Zoe Robinson, Health and Human Services Educator with the Purdue University Extension Office in Randolph County. Zoe says she felt isolated and alone when her dad passed away 
while she was in college. I know I really felt that for the longest time. I'm like, people don't know what it's like to be a senior at Purdue. I lost my dad. I don't know how I'm going to finish, but just know there's a whole army behind you, whether it's family, friends, or even Purdue Extension, just knowing that we are there for you. And we understand because someone has probably gone through a similar situation as you. So there are so many networks of individuals to reach out to. Zoe says she now channels her experiences of overcoming grief by helping others through the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team. Talk about your happy times, your sad times you've had with them. Um, I know for me, um, that just has meant a lot to me, just being able to talk about the good times and not letting that overshadow the sadness because we could all be in a very dark place with that. She says if you've lost a loved one during this past year, to keep their memory alive by connecting with your family and friends through those same traditions you previously shared during the holidays. I know our thing is going to see Christmas lights. I have five nieces and nephews and that's something my mom has really wanted to keep going and we just want to make sure that we know they're still there with us and just being able to keep them living on through things that we enjoy doing together. How do you find more information about the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team? So we have a lot of different um, resources and information on our website. It's a capital E on extension.purdue.edu slash farm stress and then you also have a Facebook you can check out and then as well as just reaching out to your local um, educators in your area so we're spread out all over Indiana so you more than likely there's an educator in your office that knows about the Purdue Extension farm stress team so just being able to reach out to them and then they connect with us um, educators who are on that team as well so we are more than happy to work with you and just being able to know it's okay Okay, not to be okay. Once again, a big thanks to Zoe Robinson and the Purdue Extension Farm Stress Team, extension.purdue.edu slash farmstress if you need help coping with grief over the loss of a loved one this Christmas season. Well, learning about precision agriculture isn't just for college students and professionals. The Wabash River Career and Technical Education District have two programs that are teaching ag technology skills to high school students. And they'll also be a part of a couple of seminars at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo Tuesday and Thursday at Grand Park in Westfield. Elise Koning has more. Bailey Crowder, agriculture teacher at Seeger Memorial High School, instructs juniors and seniors in a half-day course. We hit everything from soil health, um, basic agronomy skills, crop identification, and then taking that a step further with the technology that's used today. Micah Humphreys, career and technical education teacher with Precision Agriculture at Riverton Park High School, says the students receive more than just high school credits. With this class, students can take the exam that qualifies them to be able to fly drones commercially, and all of this is done through IV tests. My students are also able to get some college credits at the same time. Crowders and Humphreys students will be presenting at this year's Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo. So we have a small 
robot that almost anyone could build that monitors the moisture levels in the soil of a house plant. So it would tell you, basically send you a notification on your phone when your plant needs watered. And then we have another system that we use here at Seagrid called the FarmBot, which is a autonomous garden. You know, it does all of the garden actions by itself, planting seeds, checking for weeds, watering. Those are the two topics that we're going to be presenting on. Humphrey says it's a great chance to hear from youth in agriculture. I think it's always great to see that uh, our young people are interested in agriculture and that they're learning new skill sets. And then also, you know, just to expand on some knowledge on this is a little bit of a different take on technology that you might be able to use at home. We're looking more small scale at what is capable within maybe a garden or something like that, but it could also be applied to larger scales as well. You can catch them on the seminar stage December 13th at 11 a.m. and December 15th at 9.30 a.m. I'm Elise Koning. Thank you, Elise. Once again, we'll see you this week at the Indiana Farm Equipment and Technology Expo presented by AgriFinancial and Reynolds Farm Equipment, offering free parking and free admission, plus additional seminars with Chad Colby and the Purdue Crop Chat team. It's Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday at Grand Park in Westfield. For more information, check out indianafarmexpo.com. That does it for this week's edition of Hoosier Ag This Week. I'm C.J. Miller, Hoosier Ag Today, Indiana's leading farm network.